What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. This week, we talk all about Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. So let's get into it. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? I am well. Cannot complain. Everything is okay today. Um, yeah, man, just chilling, thinking about uh, some some turtles, ready to talk about that, but everything is cool. Uh, oh, yeah. How are you? How's everything going? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Kind of. I went to Best Buy today to buy a movie on physical media. You're one. You're one of those. No. You're one of those. Do you remember the last movie you bought on like a disc? Do you even have discs anymore? I still have a few, like the ones I couldn't like make myself part with when I yeah. started like throwing, like getting rid of all my uh, physical DVDs. Mm-hmm. But uh, honestly, I cannot remember. Pro- probably like the Blu-ray of the um, Batman, the animated series. Okay. I, rem- I remember I ordered that when I came out because I thought I needed it. I needed to have it, which I'm glad I do. But like all those are just on HBO Max now, too. Yeah. So I really didn't have to buy them. But uh, yeah, that's probably the last one. That's year. That's already a couple years ago. So. It's been a while. What the hell were you going to buy today that you had to have? I was going to buy Babylon. That's on ain't that on something? It's on something, but I wanted to I wanted <laughs> to get the 4K and see uh, if there was really a difference. I was reading a bunch of stuff talking about the compression of even if we're watching 4K on Netflix, it's still not 4K. And I was really curious. And I've been telling people that like Babylon is one of my favorite movies ever. So I'm like, maybe I should own it. But with all of this news that came out, which we're going to talk about here in a minute about, you know, password crackdowns for these streaming services mm-hmm. and price hikes, mm-hmm. pretty soon I'm I'm not going to have any streaming services. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. maybe I need to go back and I already don't have Netflix. Once mm-hmm. they crack down on password sharing, I'm going to lose Disney and Hulu. So what are you going to be left with? HBO Amazon. and Peacock. Yeah, Amazon. I'll have Amazon. I still have more than enough. I mean, P- Paramount, I probably won't resubscribe two of my years up. Peacock, mm. I'll keep until wrestling is no longer there. How are you going to watch anything? I don't I have YouTube TV. I do pay <laughs> for YouTube TV. Yeah. It's I funny. I, I, have, I don't have cable anymore. Like, I cut the cord a few years ago to save money because now, like... Like you just said, you have YouTube TV. I use yeah. Hulu Live. Um, it's basically the same thing as cable. But like yeah. I sit there and I realize I don't really watch like shows. Like I don't watch ABC, NBC, CBS for anything. Like people are like, my How I Met Your Mother and whatever, all these uh, Chicago PD. I don't watch any of that. So it's like I really have my... um streaming live tv for sports mm-hmm. and that's about it sports um so yeah i wouldn't miss it if that was gone but like there's just so much like if i didn't have my streaming services i know they're raising the prices but like what am i gonna watch um uh, physical media <laughs> and that's gonna, where I'm the gonna, physical media comes back that's where it play. comes back where i'm like well when i lose all of this shit yeah. i want to be able to watch stuff I still I have it. a few shelves of DVDs and a couple binders and stuff. So, I mean, I still have plenty that I can go dig through. And mm-hmm. um, and I buy DVDs every once in a while when I'm I'm looking for sometimes like five packs of movies. You know, like I bought the Sniper collection because I wanted to watch Sniper with Tom Berenger and okay. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. So I went on Amazon and for like 10 bucks bought a six pack of Sniper movies. Yeah. I just bought yesterday i bought the death race four pack for it was twelve dollars and i had ten dollars of best buy money so it cost me two bucks because i want to watch death race but it's not streaming anywhere hey man i get it i buy a little random movie sometimes sometimes you know physical physical media is gonna make its way back the same way records came back and now like you know cds and tapes are gone but somehow records are back so maybe like movies dvds and blu-rays are gonna be like you know what they'll find their way back into the world uh but yeah we've had this conversation before at some point you gotta maybe consider owning digital media again because who knows what's gonna happen to all these things these 
when all the streamers go away and, and we decide that's not a thing anymore, then how are you going to be able to watch your things? Yeah. So, so I know who knows. And like I said, I ultimately didn't buy any. So, right. Granted, I go. found one copy of the movie, but like the case was all bent in half. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So. Which I guess brings us into our conversation about these price hikes. You just kind of alluded yeah. to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cause this week they did like the Disney quarterly report whatnot for investors and one of the things they mentioned was that disney price and hulu are both getting price hikes in october and uh this is actually in the course of a year this is the second price hike for both of these networks mm -hmm. like because hulu went from like 12.99 to 14.99 and that's when i canceled it because i'm like i don't watch hulu enough to pay 15 bucks a month for it and now Hulu's going from $14.99 to $17.99. And I'm like, I really don't watch enough Hulu to, to warrant that. And Disney Plus went from $10.99, or they're going from $10.99 to $13.99 a month. And before that, they were $7.99. So in mm -hmm. less than a year, they're going from $7.99 to $13.99. So they're doubling their price in a year. Remember when Disney Plus was bragging about their $6.99? Yeah. As an introductory price for the first yeah. whatever to get a bunch of people. Yeah, you get Disney Plus, and now they're pushing their ad tier because mm -hmm. they they're all realizing that you know it's funny all these streamers came out and they were like we're going to be better than cable, no commercials. And now they're realizing oh shit, cable has commercials because that's how they make money. <laughs> so we yeah. got to have commercials. We need you on our ad tier, so we're going to outprice you. We're going to raise the price so high on the ad free tier. So you go ads. It's capitalism at its finest, isn't it? And they also said, because Netflix was a success with it, they're cracking down on password sharing sometime in 2024. So all you password sharers out there, you done is fucked probably, up. <laughs> which is probably a lot of people. Um, so I guess we're kind of talking about how we feel about this. Yeah. Me, me this is like a thing that kind of seems like it's inevitable. Yeah. For everything. I mean, they just, and it's not just streaming services, it's everything. The price goes up on everything. Isn't yep. that kind of the complaint about yep. uh, life in today's modern world? Like gas prices go up, food prices go up, groceries, everything, and we still make the same amount of money. Um, so you just kind of got to lump it in with those. And when I really think about it, it's like, okay, uh, $10.99 to $13.99. So it's three bucks a month. Um, let's say it's for a year, 12 times three, what's that? $36. So $36 more for a year. Oh, yeah. I just bought two pizzas today for $36. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's like, is it really going to change my life? No. The principle of it. Yeah. It can kind of irk you if you think about it, but at the end of the day, is $36 going to ruin me financially. Like I'm ruined like tiger King. This is going to ruin me financially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. But yeah, I understand the principle of it, like being like, well, what am I paying more for? Because the content kind of isn't stepping up its game. So why should I pay more? I, it's going to come down to like personal decisions for everybody. If it's, oh, yeah. like, if it's something that you're okay with, some people will probably be like, whatever. But some people like with Netflix and other things, when they raise their price, be like, ah, I'm good. I'm done. I don't need yeah. it anymore. And well, I can it, bring it back at any time. That's, that's, also that's one the, of the thing. Benefits is it always reminds me like, oh, shit, Disney Plus is raising their price. Do I ever watch Disney Plus? Do I ever feel compelled to open mm. the app unless it's like something very, very specific? No. Do right. I need this right now? And it just opens the door to remind me that I'm paying for this. Right. It's like, oh, shit, I'm paying how much? No, no, right. no, no, no. I'm out. And then if I miss it, just come back. Exactly. It's like what I did with Apple TV. I canceled it after severance. And I was like, I'll bring it back when Severance Season 2 yeah. comes out. Now, who knows if that ever will, but it's like, I can bring it back at any time. Yeah, I'm I'm very good at kind of being the, the hop in, hop out sure. type of person. I'm good at keeping track of all of that, of what I'm subscribed to and where. Um, catching deals. I think I paid 50 bucks for a year of Paramount Plus. Yeah. So, when that year's up, chances are I probably won't renew it unless there's something specific that I want to watch. We'll see what happens too with me personally. I'll like keep you updated with Hulu uh, and Disney because mine are like packaged together. Yeah. My Hulu, Disney, and ESPN Plus, which I don't think I've ever watched, 
but like the last price hike didn't even affect me because I was like grandfathered into the old yeah. price. So Plus, you're like, on ads, aren't you? Yeah, I have ads. They're not really raising the price of the ads. Which I don't mind ads. They're annoying for a minute and a half and just gives me a minute and a half to look at my phone. So I don't care really about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get my brain mm-hmm. being okay with that so I can just grab something cheap and watch a couple things and get out. Yeah. That'll probably be my my go-to Sure. here. But it's just kind of crazy watching this and watching the world freak out and everyone saying, I'm canceling. I'm going to go sail the seven seas. And then nobody does. <laughs> No, you won't. Same way everyone said they're leaving Twitter, and then no one did. And Threads already is talking about they lost half of their signups. And hilarious. Ever, everyone's back on Twitter when they said we hate it here. No, not enough to leave though. Uh, right. It's still, still one of those things. Uh, uh, yeah. So, switching gears, mm-hmm. we had more outrage this week in the twitterverse or the xverse is it called the xverse i think so but i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't like it x is really st- that's really weird i still haven't updated my twitter uh so i still see the bird like i yeah. guess if you if i do the app update it'll give me the x but like i still got the bird for now i'm gonna keep running the bird. hold on to it until they force you <laughs> yep. um but they announced uh rockstar games announced that they're re-releasing the original red dead redemption on nintendo switch and playstation 4 mm-hmm. but this is just a re-release and not a remake or a remaster so it literally is just the ps3 version of red dead redemption and undead nightmare coming out for your ps4 and nintendo switch and and they're charging 49.99 for it and everybody exploded because they wanted a 60 frames per uh second 4k updated you know basically bring it on the par of red dead 2 and mm-hmm. they did not get that how does this uh news affect you were you in because i know you're a big fan of red dead redemption you loved red dead 2 mm-hmm. you talked about wanting to go back and play red dead a little bit right. now yeah. here's kind of an opportunity mm-hmm. would you prefer a remake remaster especially for 50 bucks uh i mean not if it's the same game not if it looks and plays the same. Like, this isn't like a Last of Us situation we just mm-hmm. had where they completely kind of revamped the whole thing. And that's why I played it again because I wanted to see all the new, how it looked now and, uh, yeah. you know, the new smoothness and sharpness brought up to date, modern, modernized the whole thing. This is not one of those situations. And the outrage is out there because that was the rumor. See, mm-hmm. this is what happens when you buy into rumors too much. Never believe anything you hear until you see it for yourself because this kind of stuff always happens. Yeah. And you get your hopes up and your expectations. Like everyone's talking about it. We're doing this. We're doing it. And then, then the real news hits and it's not what you're expecting. You're just like, fuck this. <laughs> so this is just yeah. like, this is that. Um, so no, I'm not I'm not looking to like buy another copy of the same game. Um I do really like that game. If they were to someday kind of do a reboot of it. Allah, how the last of us treatment just got i would be interested but no it's funny that people are so mad about it though it's like you're mad about something that you guys made up saying was going to happen and yeah. then get mad that it didn't happen so what do you who are you really mad at like rockstar because they didn't fulfill your fantasies <laughs> um yeah whatever i don't know yeah does this, does this affect you in any way no because i actually come out on the sweeter side of that because as as i said it's coming out on the nintendo switch and the ps4 but i didn't say anything about the xbox because mm. it's already out on xbox i already own it the physical copy on xbox i paid way less than 50 dollars for it and xbox actually beefs it up so i think it is 60 frames per second like it plays better on the xbox and only mm. costs 20 bucks there you go. So I have the physical. I bought it somewhere. I don't really know when or even remember how much I played of it, but I have it. So now I kind of want to play it again. But mm-hmm. um, if anything, I'm thinking about getting Red Dead Revolver when it's on sale on Ooh. PS4. That, the original. The original, because that the game. One people, the one people really don't remember that started the whole thing. That game was just like more of a straightforward not a big open world thing, more of like a mission based, just straightforward game. But that game was fun as hell. We used to play like two player fight each other. Remember that? The duels. Like, the duels. Those were 
yeah. fun. I played through that one a couple times. Like I played the shit out of Red Dead Revolver. Um, mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption, like I said, just being that giant open world, I get lost and sure. I don't get I don't find myself. So um have to do that. But no, this doesn't affect me in any way. I already have the game. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I can understand, but yeah, as you said, people overhype themselves and this is what happens. I mean, and you never even played the story for Red Dead Redemption 2, did you? So you still I only, got I played all that like Yeah, I played like the first chapter, maybe two mm -hmm. of it. I I did a couple chapters, but put in like 60 hours of online. Sure. So I played a shit ton of online, but I didn't play the game that much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yes, I still have plenty to play. There you go plenty to play and speaking of games that i will play and is on par with what our conversation is today mm -hmm. which we'll get to mutant mayhem here in one more minute but teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin is coming to uh ps5 and xbox series and pc sometime next year it is currently in development so they didn't give us a date but they did give us a 45 second trailer that really didn't show anything but candles blown out and some background stuff. Um, but the yeah. previous rumors, as we just said, don't buy into rumors, but it was going to be a God of War style game based mm -hmm. upon the comic book that was done by the original creative cast, Kevin Eastman, uh, one of the original creators of Ninja Turtles, wrote the comic book. We talked about the comic book when it was here, uh, when we were done. We talked about it here on the show, as well as currently, I'm, we're both still reading, I think, The Last Ronin. They're doing, what is it, The Lost Tales? Or like the lost years, it was like lost years. Yeah, what right. happened? What happened to the turtle who's the last Ronin? Yeah, before he got back to New York or something. Yeah, is this like a day one purchase for you? Uh, hard to say sight unseen, but just based on what it is, I can't see why not. Love love that book love ninja turtle games always have like we've we've talked about them before like ninja turtle games are some of the funnest games like we we just have always had a blast with those we're sitting here playing shredder's revenge just last year uh, a bunch of other ones have come out throughout the year so turtle games are always fun as it is love the comic book um this one if you've read the comic or whatever you can you know it's going to be more adult more mature themes it's like a different it's like a different universe dimension of of turtles or or you know like an else world story kind of a thing mm -hmm. um but yeah, I mean Ninja Turtles in the style of God of War, what am I not gonna like about it unless it looks like complete crap like I don't see how I won't be playing this game like right away when it comes out, yeah, hundred percent yeah <laughs> yeah, like I mean it has to really there has to be some worrying things or they need to like suicide squad this where they're like do add a bunch of like live game services of games like things and battle passes and like random shit to it but if they can deliver on that just even halfway they can deliver half of ninja turtles in the style of god of war don't even you don't even have to touch god of war level just give me half mm. give me half a god of war just get to that level and you got my money Easily. I mean, that's just no, no, no brainer on that. Like I said, we were day one for Shredder's Revenge. How neither one of us bought the Cowabunga collection yet? I don't know. I'll never know. <laughs> At some point, we'll have to do that so we can do some of the, uh, some of those old school games. But you know, bury my shell at Wounded Knee. And I'm sitting here rubbing my hands together, like thinking about my when I went to C2E2 last year. Like my big get, my big signature was uh kevin eastman signed my copy of the last ronin Ugh, it was yeah. like all right if this game's really good how much is this bad boy gonna be worth i always say that they're never worth anything but it'll be still just fun to have in my collection um, of course you know you have to buy that one on physical media so you can have it next year <laughs> all right display them right next to each other display them right next to each other you have to get him to sign it at the next con oh snap let me side by side it Mm -hmm. All right, man. Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came back to theaters last week, made a little bit of money. Yeah. Did all right for itself. They came back in the animated style in a movie called Mutant Mayhem. Uh, the film follows the Turtle Brothers as they work to earn the love of New York City while facing down an army of mutants. This is another kind of reboot, refresh origin story for the Turtles um, doing their thing. We've talked about. We've talked about all five Ninja Turtle movies that exist. 
This is our first animated turtle movies that we're talking about here today. Mm-hmm. Had a stellar uh, cast. One of the things that really stood out from this one is that it was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and produced by both of them, who are known for, obviously, all of their movies and everything that they do. Seth Rogen was at the front of this movie thanking me for being there. He was thanking me personally for buying a ticket to <laughs> the theater. Yeah, me too. Hey, look at that. Um, so, I mean, it it kind of had a... It, you could tell just from like, hey, Seth Rogen's developing a Ninja Turtle movie. That's kind of cool, you know? Like, what is that going to be? What's the vibe going to be? How's this going to feel? And now we know. Yeah, we do. Um, so where was your... Did you have an excitement for this movie when we first kind of saw things? Was there anything that really stood out to you about just this movie being announced? Um, your initial your initial feelings? Yeah. I mean, you and I both can agree, and most people of our age who like this kind of stuff, we just have like this affinity um, and joy and love for Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It's just a nostalgic thing we grew up on, like a cartoon that kind of like took over the world when we were little kids, the toys, the comics, the games. And it's just crazy to me that it's kind of still enduring now when we're like, you know, reaching our middle age. <laughs> like this is still this is still a thing. Uh, I went to this movie with my four year old nephew and he's like just as, as excited for this movie as I was at at like a little older than that age like this is weird this is blowing my mind kind of Mm -hmm. how do you know all these turtles names you're you're born in the year 2019 (laughs) right um um, but yeah man i was excited i we talked about the trailer a little bit i think we talked about it in our episode with across the spider-verse saying like that movie might might have influenced this a little bit or the spider-verse kind of like this new wave of interesting unique animation to come out and so this kind of looked like it was along those lines. So yeah, man, yeah. I was excited. Who doesn't love some Ninja Turtles stuff? If you like, you know, comics and games and just nerdy stuff, Ninja Turtles, you're gonna always be excited about a new Turtles project. So yeah, dude, I was I was really uh, excited with the announcement, and I went and saw it on opening weekend. So I mean, that must say something. How about you? Like, hyped? Were you hyped for this one? Like when it got announced? Not really. I mean, I was interested in it. I watched the trailer. I said, okay, that looks cool. That looks like something I'm going to watch. I necessarily wasn't like, I need to go see this in theaters. I uh, wasn't, I was also, you know, the last, it, I was having, you know, a little PTSD because the last time I went to the movies happened to be Spider-Verse, which was also <laughs> an animated film and I had my taillights stolen. So I was kind of a little nervous and a little kind of a mess. Cursed. I thought I was cursed and I was really nervous well, that I was going to come out of the movies yesterday and they weren't going to be there. Well, before we continue, no problems this time? No problems. I did go okay. to a three in the afternoon movie, so I was hoping that my taillights would be safe at no like 3.30 no, or whatever time it was. No brazen daylight criminals, hopefully. Day not, yeah, I was hoping there were no daylight criminals. And I left my the you know the, the rear of my car in the center lane instead of backing in so that you couldn't even hide between cars. You had to be like, you know pretty bold if you're pretty bold (laughs) plus i've done some pretty severe security measures to my truck to make sure whoever tries that next time will regret it thumbtacks right on the light Mm -hmm. my dad's idea was kevin McAllister style from home alone yeah (laughs) i was i was debating about how hard it would be to get like uh, some fake c4 tied to a string (laughs) so then when they open it it starts beeping and then starts beeping faster and faster and faster um (laughs) My dad's idea was to somehow rig it into the uh, gas tank and actually blow the truck up. So I was like, whoa, Come on. whoa, dad, let's uh, take a step back. He was ready for the full on onslaught of that's how we do it in my day, son. Blow up <laughs> we just car. blew the fuckers up. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Weird sidebar. I, I, w- I was excited for this movie. I was ready to watch it when it was. I was excited as I get for movies nowadays. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I, 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 I have Paramount already telling me, like, they already have the spot saved. Like, here it is. It's just a matter of waiting for it. I'm like, mm, but it's always fun to go to the show and to see it sure. and see these types of movies. So um, I ultimately kind of moving into the next thing of what do you think about it? But I, I had fun watching it. I had fun. Yeah. I really, I mean, I don't know if we're going to have shit to say to be like, to bash this movie in any way it was you could tell it was made with 
love for the series and the characters, it obviously was updated mm-hmm. to, you know, newer generation. It was made for your nephew or, you know, right. the 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds now who really it should be made for. So I'm not mad of the changes that they did choose to make for these characters or for anything really in it because it's not really for me. I know everyone's freaking out about Barbie and I'm like, well, was Barbie really made for you? No, it probably wasn't made for you. Um, so that's okay. It doesn't have to be. And, but I enjoyed what they, what they gave me and there was enough Easter eggs and like kind of jokes in there that worked, I think on multiple levels that it didn't feel kitty. And I was, uh, I was down for the ride, man. It was a good time. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, it, it it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, like, but it's just like a fun, you know, nostalgic trip. I've mm-hmm. uh, I just like I like those characters. I I like the the different takes now. I like the uniqueness of it. Like Seth Rogen and and Evan Goldberg, you can tell they're just like, you know, probably around our same age. Grew up with the turtles, and they kind of just wanted to take them. And put a little different spin on them, you know. Yeah. How, how many times could you can you see the same, you know? Movie? You don't want to just animate and remake the movie from the nineties. Yeah. So you know, you you come up with a new idea and a new fresh way to tell things, and they change some things that you know while we're watching it, you're like, oh, that's different. Is that cool or not? I mean, either way, it's interesting because it's just a different take. Um, yeah, but I thought it was fun. It was funny. Um mean you always enjoy a nice 90 minute movie so that's always a plus i know we keep saying that but it's true yeah uh, i mean i enjoy i loved the hell out of spider-verse but did it need to be two and a half hours no right exactly so like a nice little 90 minute movie um the jokes were funny the action was cool had some good music in there mm-hmm. uh, we talked about the animation style but that was also cool and interesting so yeah man the movie was a winner i think one you didn't have to think too hard about um there's certain parts where i probably missed it because like i said i'm sitting there with a four-year-old and he's all hyped up with his little leonardo mask and all like (laughs) four-year-old four-year-olds don't know how to like they have no chill like they don't know how to be in movies sometimes so like he was very well behaved he's a very well behaved kid but like every now and then he'd just be like cowabunga like at the top (laughs) of his lungs like we can't be that loud in movies He's like why it's because other people have to hear okay okay just like, <laughs> like you don't know how to tell a kid to be quiet in a movie because they can't understand like yeah. we're not at home i know you can't understand i like i like the enthusiasm though yeah uh, but it was fun yeah i mean i had fun with it so oh, an enjoyable movie and we can get into it yeah absolutely um i mean and the first thing as you said is the animation style and i loved the crayon it was very like almost like it was done with crayons right yeah that's about how it kind of looked like yeah. It was that little bit sloppy, like where you could see the lines and see like the colors, but the way that it was done was really cool. And there were a lot of parts that were just really, yeah, just artistically beautiful and just yeah. fun. It just worked really well for the story and the world they were trying to put together. Yeah. At first, I thought that I was going to have trouble with it, like, because mm-hmm. it wasn't as crisp as like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be exactly like Spider-Verse. But it, like you said, it was a little messy, but that was done on like that was a yeah. purposefully made choice. Yeah. Um. So I thought I was struggling with it for a second, but I was like, no, you know what? This kind of works for the way this movie's being told and like the way the characters are moving and stuff. It just is supposed to look like a kind of a messy uh, comic book or, or cart like, I don't know, just something. But eventually, like my brain accepted what I was seeing on screen. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. I like yeah. this. And like it kind of cleaned itself up in my mind to to me yeah. where I was just able to understand it better as we were going. But yeah, it was interesting. I liked it. I liked it, the uniqueness of it. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like Jeff Lemire's art. Sure. Where it's like, kind of like the proportions aren't always right. And it just kind of has its very distinct style to it. Um, It begged me to ask a question that I haven't asked in a while, but mm-hmm. was that done on computers? Is that considered a computer animated or did they animate that? I don't I don't know the answer and the look on your face right now tells me you don't know it either. But I, I was really trying to figure out if it was something that was like animated old school with like drawing it or if that was I'm sure yeah. computers had something to do with it because um, computers always do. But I, I was genuinely like 
it was done in a way in which I really thought it could have been hand mm-hmm. animated, which I thought was really cool. Even if it wasn't, it still yeah. looked like it. We'll have to look for that later. I'm not sure. I mean, it. I, I'm I'm guessing that probably the um, designs may have been hand drawn, and then like you know when it came time to do the full motions and whatever. Of course, it's 2023. There, I'm sure that was you know very much so handled by computers. But um, yeah, I don't know. And and you mentioned like the proportions being off. That was kind of throwing me a little bit too. Like all the turtles kind of had different shaped heads. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed that. I mean, I know that it's very trendy now to make Raphael Raphael a little bigger, and they yeah. did that again. But like even like you know Michelangelo had like a long face, and uh, Donatello's was like small and circular, and Leo was like the kind of a mix of all of them together. Yeah, he looked like the most normal, but they were all kind of different shaped. Yeah, and yeah. just like other side characters, some of them had like long necks, and some people's eyes were off to like off center yeah. and like off to the side. So, but it was cool. Like it made it look unique. Like I kind of said. So, I don't know. I was into it. No, hundred percent, hundred percent was into the. I loved the animation style. It worked really well for the story. Made everything really, really cool. Um, so then, as we move into just like the story in general, mutant mayhem. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, you know, the basic idea was we were retelling the Ninja Turtle origin story of how they came to be. We talked about the ooze. They opened this one talking about uh, Baxter Stockman kind of being the creator of the ooze. And he was trying to create mutant family children that he wanted to have make these perfect beings. And then he got raided by some government agency. And then he lost a vial of it in the sewers, which led to Splinter and... um the turtles being created and then we got a completely different brand new version of splinter and where he came from and what he did and then you know the old school version was that he was in japan and kind of almost had stuff set up with the shredder like a feud i mean and i remember in that 90s movie you had that that animatronic rat doing kung fu in the cage before (laughs) oh my god that shit was so funny um but even one but even in the cartoon even in the cartoon like splinter was a man Mm. who splinter was like a a sensei before and then when the ooze got to him he turned into a rat but in other tellings he's a rat first and then becomes like a man rat so it's like this is like the third different iteration of that interesting yeah so you kind of had that so it kind of gave us the origin of the ooze and the turtles and what they were doing and then they kind of went back to telling this kind of the same story that they liked to they told in the michael bay turtles movies which was how do we become accepted we want to be part of your world as we get sued by disney and (laughs) you know they wanted to be where the people are and uh you said it again Uh, so, but I mean, that's what it is. So they wanted, you know, how do you get accepted by humans? Can we be part of the humans? How do we go into that world without getting milked? How do we, uh, if you see the movie, you know, that was Splinter's fear that he taught the turtles was if you go, the humans will milk you. <laughs> Did we say spoilers yet? Cause spoilers, there's, there's talk of milking in here. I put it in the title. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Um, yeah. so we have the, uh. And then telling the story about the ooze and basically the turtles needing to save New York was the overall glimpse of this movie. Um, and spoilers, they do save New York and everybody loves the Ninja Turtles now. So then they can make the sequel where they are having parades. And I mean, hell, at the end of this movie, they were going to high school. I know, which we've never seen before, which kind of like begs most of like the question, the changes made that like in this one that we haven't really seen in other versions and how we feel about them i don't know we've seen we've seen kind of an origin a few different times um they talk about what happens how the ooze hits them when they're baby turtles and they grow up and splinter teaches them blah 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 we've we've all seen it now this one has an origin in there too but i must say um personally this is the cutest one (laughs) of all of them so far those little adorable baby turtles Mm -hmm. with splinter just being like, ah, dada, like with their little turtle, cute baby faces. Yeah, it was it was adorable. I've yeah. never seen I've never seen the TMNT origin be this adorable before. And I was here for it. Well, it helped because that they made Splinter look like like a middle aged man. Yeah. 
with like his mustache and his like I couldn't stop looking at those eyebrows by the way yeah. the entire time they were kind of distracting yeah <laughs> those um, bushy but yeah eyebrows. having kind yeah. of splinter be adorable looking like a 30 year old raising these yeah. four turtles in like an apartment that was in the sewer was kind of adorable across so yes it was definitely the cutest raising of that <laughs> what I wanted yeah. to know is in the 15 years from that happened mm. in the turtles growing up what the hell happened to Splinter? Because he aged like 60 <laughs> years in those 15. Right. He went uh, he from being like, like a 30-year-old, like he had like a Jerry Curl his life. mustache. Yeah. yeah, Jerry Curl mustache. He was ready to go <laughs> out on the town. And then when they jump 15 years, he's like this old man. That is funny. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was like, what the hell happened? I put that in my notes. I'm like, Splinter aged a lot in 15 years. Um, no, I didn't mind any of this retelling. I liked I liked even the story that they were retelling where Splinter like tried to take them out to Times Square and like let's just go see what happens with the humans. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it it like it's a great way to explain why he doesn't like humans or why mm -hmm. he doesn't want them out in the world. Every other version is just like, no, you can't go out there, you can't be seen, hide in the shadows. But it never really tells you why. Like why why do you not want us to? This one is clearly showing you why, because he knows it's dangerous, because the first time he tried, you know, the human race tried to kill them, thought they were monsters or whatever. Um, they kind of are. They are. I mean, yeah, they're fucking turtles in the sewer. <laughs> they're monsters. Yeah, they are um, monsters. I, I, if I saw a giant turtle man crawl out of the sewer, I'm beating it with a hammer until it's dead. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just am. <laughs> But um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't stop picturing that now. <laughs> Turtle uh, man, Turtle man crawling out of the sewer, <laughs> beat it to death. Yeah, but then when he starts talking to you, and he's like, "Bro, what are you doing, no. man?" It talks. Beat it harder. <laughs> uh, I uh, thought it was really interesting that this was the first time, at least in the movies where they actually felt the turtles actually felt like teenagers. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. That, uh, that was very apparent even early on in like the trailers that they were going to do that and go this route. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot because it's right there in their name, teenage. Yeah. So we love all the movies. We love all the things we've seen, but dude, in the, in the 1990s Ninja Turtles movie, Raphael sounds like a 35 year old pizza maker. <laughs> like, hey, Leo, like, you're not a teenager. You sound like a 40 year old. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, to make them young and actually be voiced by teenage actors is like, yeah, that's cool. And you could, you could tell that it was cool. I love Donatello the way he talked. Like, he sounds like a child. He sounds like a kid. He does sound like a young, just nerdy teen. Yeah. He's never sounded like that before. So, that was fun to see, like, actually emphasizing the teenager part of them. I yeah, and think. I loved that Donatello like said the thing that we always said as kids, which was all he has is a stick. Right. He's Why just do got I a, have stick. a stick. <laughs> I don't want to be Donatello because he's got a stick. And he said it multiple times. And yeah. I died laughing when he was fighting that guy. And he goes, He's using my stick against me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I died laughing. I, that genuinely made me laugh. That was always an argument as kids. Like, yeah. Leonardo gets swords, like Raphael gets little swords. Donatello's got a bow staff. Isn't he mad all the time? Like, how come I got a stick? Yep. Well, well you can I have swords too? No, yeah. I got a stick. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I thought that was funny. What did you feel? How did you feel, I guess, about April being a teenager? Yeah, that was a little different. Um, I'm I'm sure there's been maybe because we've missed some iterations along the way like the yeah, Nickelodeon yeah. show and stuff you know yeah. so they may have done done that again but like the the turtles we're used to is her being older and an adult a reporter already, yeah a reporter who already works at like a news station and she meets them whatever so yeah, yeah Megan fox right uh yeah <laughs> it was it was in, it was just it was different it was cool i liked i i didn't like or dislike it i guess um fit it kind of just put her on their level you know what i mean yeah um in a different way than we've kind of seen so yeah i was cool with it you... yeah i really liked april i could have done without her vomiting so much but yeah that was a little gross that was just to make kids laugh but i, I was but i was like 
enough enough with See, that i going. was concerned for her because i wanted to know what was happening that it was solid green i'm like what is this girl eating uh, right that she's having like green ooze coming out of her looks like you need to see a doctor yeah know. yeah you need, to, you need to worry about this these kids are calling <laughs> you puke girl because they're worried about you <laughs> right that don't look right i will tell you the one change that i didn't like let's hear it i didn't like that bebop and rocksteady were good guys mm. yeah i have a theory about that but we can get into it later but um, i can i can see that can but see that, that was just that that was weird it was once again this was the really the first turtle project that i've seen that didn't have a shredder correct which we can also talk about so usually you always have shredder and his you know lackeys are bebop and rocksteady and they're there for comic relief and they're kind of bumbling idiots but there are what they are and i didn't know until i was looking up stuff for the, to do this i didn't know john john cena was rocksteady yeah john cena was rocksteady and seth rogan of course yeah. was bebop yeah i mean in either one of they didn't have a lot of lines they weren't focused on they just existed and uh but yes it was a little jarring like when they were kind of being good guys and doing that and i mean all of the bad guys leatherhead was in this i really loved like the uh the hell's it called character row gallery rogue gallery the rogue gallery uh-huh. of like video game like leatherhead was in here and like all the people that i was fighting in those arcade games were in this movie which were really cool and it's yeah a lot of guys that pop up in the games they popped up in the cartoons too mm-hmm. like Say what you want. Batman has a great rogues gallery. Spider-Man does too. Ninja Turtles don't have a bad one either. Like when you go through down the line, you're like Leatherhead, Metalhead, uh, Mondo Gecko, the Bat. I can't think of his name. Baxter the Fly or the Rat King. They they got a lot of cool villains. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of them were featured here that like when they were introducing them, I was like, I remember that guy. Like, I don't, I kind of remember that guy, but not really. Yeah. Uh, you know? So yeah, it was cool to see them. The Rocksteady and Bebop thing fun to see them in this but yeah them being good guys quote-unquote at the end of the movie was a little weird because we're just used to them always kind of being the straight go-to bad guys yeah go-to bad guys who always like are doing the hand-to-hand combat with the turtles um i have a theory about that if there's a sequel to this film okay but, um Lay it since, on. We're talk- since we're talking about it the sh- whole shredderless thing of it do you like that this movie focused on like Superfly, who was voiced by Ice Cube, which I thought was great casting. I liked him a lot in yeah. this. But um that it wasn't like Shredder wasn't the main villain. And this is like the first film of the franchise. Was that weird or was it different that they kind of like you liked they took it's it kind of reminds me of, you know, Christopher Nolan's first Batman movie not being the Joker. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like the obvious choice joker batman ninja turtles shredder so you're like we have this movie we're gonna use the villain like their main villain of course because it makes sense but then they don't and it's it's kind of weird but at the same time is it like a good choice or 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 how'd you feel about it i didn't like it okay um it was fine but it just felt like it was missing something just from that, you know, like I said, it was a different kind of story, but it also kind of almost felt like one of those, like, villain of the week. Sure. Made it just kind of feel like a bonus episode of a of a show. Like, you're just, this is the Superfly arc, you know, and we watched these five cartoons for a week, and we watched the Superfly saga. Um, where when you're going to see a movie, it's like, I want to see what the big shredder is. Plus, I always like the foot, and I like the just everything that comes with the shredder aspect of it, as well as kind of the Japanese martial arts, kind of that whole side of it, which this didn't have um, where most every other turtle one kind of has that martial arts feel to it theme that kind of goes through. And this one didn't have that, which I did miss. I didn't mind that shredder wasn't in it. And I did appreciate that they were going to just do something different. So that was cool. So I mean, I really can't say that I, I mean, ultimately, yes, I didn't like it, but it really didn't have anything to do with the movie. I didn't like or dislike the movie more or less because they didn't do it. It was just different. Yeah. Well, we're just so so used to Shredder being there. Yeah. Like, you're just used to every time there's a turtle project, they go up against the Shredder because 
he's their nemesis. Um, yeah, that's you know you throw I, other ones, but usually Shredder's always kind of the kingpin behind it. So it was just I, different, but yeah. like I said, would have probably preferred to see Shredder do some stuff and right see the Bebop and Rocksteady give them a moment to actually be villains and you know do their thing. But this was yeah. a different story. And as you're talking about the idea of sequels, I can kind of see where, like you said, the Batman begins of it, and you know be like, well, we're going to set up Shredder for the second one and. He's going to recruit some of these mutants and do some shit. Well, before we go any further, let me ask you then. Did you stick around for the end credits? No. Was I supposed to? Hmm, Maybe. Well, what happened? Tell me what happened. (laughs) Uh, I'm tired of sitting in movie theaters for like 15 minutes. It's hard. So I thought about it. Like the thought came through my head, like the credits started. And I was like, nope, (laughs) I'm just leaving. (laughs) I was like, if there's a credit scene, I'll read about it. But well. That's that's one thing like we can be mad at Marvel for doing because now that became a thing because of Marvel. Like yeah. every movie now, you're not sure. Like people are asking questions about movies that aren't have nothing to do with superheroes. Like, is there an end credit scene? Like, I don't like this trend. I don't like yeah. making me sit through all the damn uh, credits. Which you should watch the credits because you you want to be appreciative of all the people who brought you the movie. But I don't got the time. I've already sat here for two hours. I don't I don't want to sit through. 10 more minutes of just name scrolling to see another scene of this yeah. movie. I get it. I get it. Um, but I take it you sat and watched all the scrolling. I did. And I might have even missed another one because I think I saw mid. Well, I don't think there's an. I think there's just one. But anyway, there was an end credit scene um, where it went back to that lady who was like the um, the lady behind the computer. Yeah, the Maya Rudolph. I, yeah, was that who voiced her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they went back to her and she was talking, blah, 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 saying, you know, we're going to do this and that. And then she, and then basically, long story short, like in a nutshell, she just basically said, and I, I think it's time to bring in the shredder. And then they like went out to New York and you kind of saw his silhouette, like shoulder. Mm-hmm. You saw, you saw the spikes. So like, all right, well, there's part two. Shredder's going to be in part two. Yeah. Um. So my theory is he's in part two. He comes in and maybe then recruits Rocksteady and Bebop to join him. Yeah, which will kind of give them an interesting angle then, because they they're kind of like teammates with them right now. Yeah, so living in the sewers with them. Right. So if Shredder gets them to flip, that could be an interesting story. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we can kind of, I mean, the movie made enough money, we can expect a part two, and then obviously now Shredder's going to be the villain of that movie. So we're going to get him, but like I said, it's kind of like a Batman Begins situation where Joker comes in part two, Shredder comes in part two, so. Yeah, I was okay with the difference. Um, it's kind of a brave choice, you know? Like, yeah. It's kind of like, well, we kind of want to tell this story. Shred- How many times has Shredder been done? Let's let's yeah. tell a di- let's tell a different, let's go a different route. So I was okay with it, you know? I Like I said, Ice Cube was very entertaining. I, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. What do you think of Jackie Chan as Splinter? Yeah, that was cool. He had some good lines. He did. Um... I like Jackie Chan. I just like hearing him talk. He yeah. he he's not in enough stuff anymore. He's obviously older, but yeah, I mean, makes perfect sense. Jackie Chan, old sensei master. How can you go wrong? Yeah, no, I, yeah, absolutely. They did. They told that milking joke a lot. They they did. Keep that was a back. running joke that I was kind of like, okay, I get it, but it still kind of was funny when they actually got to it and they actually got milked. He's milking me. Yeah. <laughs> from the from the Milk Master 2000 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Like we don't have any nipples. And and I love the fact that they were like didn't want Splinter to know what they do to you. Right. Um it was they, they got me a couple times which, you know, is expected. Oh, yeah, there, there were some good jokes. Even the ones that like they mixed in modern stuff like modern jokes that like maybe we're a little too old for i mean donatello's talking about attack on titan yeah i don't know attack on titan or they're talking about youtube or or like uh whatever like they they went back a little bit when they were telling jokes like about ferris bueller's day off like kids aren't even gonna get this this is a joke for us they don't know what ferris bueller's day off is yeah but yeah a lot of modern jokes like you know pop culture stuff uh we try to be in tune with yeah. that, but sometimes we're too old. But uh, yeah, them them arguing over if they're being sus or not. 
Yeah, like sus. Ooh, a word that's beyond my generation. It is. Sus. It is. I don't know <laughs> if I could pull off saying that right in a general general conversation. I don't know if I can call someone sus. No, it's the same as like when we were kids and like a 40 year old be like, you hear these kids out here telling each other psych? They tell each other psych on everything. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Um, uh, yeah. And most and most of the other things we can't say without getting canceled now. So yeah, yeah. yeah we won't yeah. go down that thing. But no, I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the updates that they did and then the, the, just the Easter eggs that they still came around. You know, the ninja rap was in there. Vanilla Ice made a little cameo. Mm. Um, a lot of other still like little things. That's the only one that's jumping out to me right now is the Easter egg in my head. But yeah, but that was that was fun. I was I thought that was cool. They included that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I liked all the, the newer. Like like I said in the beginning, I really liked that this was made for a different generation and give them their turtles yeah at the end of the day dude it's just like it's just impressive that this is such a enduring thing um like how many cartoons did we watch that just were never to be heard from again but somehow this this cartoon this comic book this toy line whatever you want to say has endured from when we were children to now you know Mm -hmm decades later it's 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 kind of crazy that a, a a young kid today is just as into ninja turtles as we were as kids it's like does that really ha- that doesn't really happen with mm-hmm. with these kind of ips so um it is very impressive like and they're just going to keep doing it over and over like in 10 years there'll be another ninja turtles for the next generation of kids so it's just you know i i really I like it. I'll always, I'll always love the Ninja Turtles, man. Anything that comes out Ninja Turtles, I'm, I'm in for it. Comic books, video games, anything. So yeah, you know, yeah, it was great to see them on the big screen again. Um, I liked the music choices that they had. They had some modern music, but then they also went back having a. I never thought I would see a giant action scene to four non blondes. Um, mm. that was kind of funny the way that they did that, and I liked that whole action sequence. Um. I love that Michelangelo was obsessed with the little gecko. They were like best friends immediately. Voiced by Paul Rudd. Yeah, which I didn't know. I thought it was uh don't can't think of the dude's name from Brooklyn Nine Nine and oh, Lonely. Sam- Andy Samberg. Yeah, Andy Samberg. I thought that's who it was. I kept trying to figure it out. It didn't sound right, but I felt like it was. It yeah. seemed like a role he would be in in this movie. <laughs> Cause I was immediately thinking, because I know he was in Spider-Verse as uh, Ben Riley. Mm-hmm. so i was like oh he's in both of these movies Ow! i just kicked my desk <laughs> <laughs> all right nice it, little... it happens and the whole desk was shaking and my toe hurts now so but uh you can't yeah, edit the... that out just gotta leave it oh yeah i don't edit anything out listen to all these other podcasts talk about how hard it is to edit and i'm like eh, it's not that hard i just it's not hard when you don't edit, edit yeah I chop out. out the beginning <laughs> chop out the middle if there's any blanks i take them out but that's we're awesome. still talking it's fine yeah you guys get unfiltered raw yeah, unedited <laughs> how we like like to do it here on raised like geek um I, did you like uh we said seth rogan was the voice of bebop do you feel like he changed his voice a little a little but not much it's funny because like we we talked about this when mario came out and he did the voice of donkey kong like he didn't change shit he's just seth rogan talking uh i feel like he like gave it a list he gave it like the minimum effort to kind of just be like you still hear seth rogan in there but he talked a little different like hey guys like just put a little twang onto it but it's like you're still just seth rogan no matter what you do uh same thing like he he does a voice in invincible too it's just like you're just seth rogan yeah your voice is hilarious. You don't well, I think he said anything. I think he said in interviews multiple times that he really can't act. So he just does <laughs> what he does. He's right. just Seth Rogen. He's just kind of to this point now where it's just he is yeah. what he is and you just get what you, you get. get. You get what you get. He's a national treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow that happened in our <laughs> in our world. Right. Um but I love the fact that they did an entire action sequence to no diggity. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, that's because that song is the jam. Was that the song with the puppet? Where like the in Anthony, the music video with the Anthony Hardaway little puppet? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that was that. That was good. that was that song, right? It wasn't because what wasn't there the puppet that always had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the piano like dum 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 dum. That song is a jam, man. Oh, that song's good. That will and always it, be. And whenever I hear it, it always makes me laugh because I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> and my mom came home with that Blackstreet CD. Yeah. And we we're like, why did you buy this? And she was like, they were playing it in Sam Goody. And I liked it. So she bought that thing. And then she was listening to it at home. And she did yeah. not like it at home. Uh, all right. She just liked the. She, <laughs> I, I think there was like a completely different song somewhere in there that she just really liked. And she went up and asked the person like, what, what is, is this? this? And they're like, Blackstreet. My mom's like, I'm going to buy that. And that That's was just, hilarious. Yeah. It's just something that always stands out because she just wasn't a hip hop right that's just a weird album for her to come home to with when this is before you could just like listen to one song on the internet and be done with it you didn't have to back then we had to buy full cds remember the feeling of buying a cd because you liked one song and the rest of it was shit (laughs) i was like i wasted 15 dollars on this or however however much cds were but we just had to you you just bought cds you just yeah you just had to buy it see i always liked it when you would get a banger and you're like, I know expecting. one song. And then yeah. you listen to it and you're like, holy shit, this album is crazy. And then you got to tell your friends, like, dude, check this right. out. I made it a was... copy of it onto a cassette. Listen to this tape. Well, it was like a, it was just like a coin flip. It was oh, like, yeah. this could either be really good or really bad. I know one song from the radio, but I want to hear it again. So I'm going to buy the CD. These other 13 songs, I don't know if these are going to be shit or gold. I'm just, I'm just rolling the dice here. Yeah. Welcome to our lives. And sometimes Gen you would just Gen mess Z. up because I remember going to that one record store. What was it called Threshold? Was that a record oh, store? Yes, in Orland Park, Illinois. Yeah, Orland Park, Illinois. Threshold. I have no idea if it's still there. No, it's it's long gone. Long gone. But I remember they had this like listening booth where they would have like nine CDs in like a, a. I think it's a Portillo's now. I'm sorry to yum, interrupt you, but <laughs> I know. anyway, go ahead. Um, but they would have they had like eight CDs in like a listening thing where you could put on headphones and you could pick like a CD and listen to like the whole thing was there. So you could like flip through it. So I'm flipping through this one CD and I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. You know, and I was enjoying what I was listening to. But then I didn't pay attention to the lights. So I grabbed another CD that I thought it was. So I bought the wrong CD. So then I started listening to it. I'm like, this doesn't sound like what I wanted, but I paid 18 bucks for it. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, all right, I got this Owen CD now. I don't know what this is. You still remember the band Owen. Yeah, I still remember the CD. I, I tried listening to it a couple times. Like, I'm going to make get my money's worth out of this. And every once I in a while. I bought it. I'm going to like it. And I listen to my CDs every once in a while, and I see it, and I always laugh because I know I did not want to buy that CD, but I bought it. All right, weird sidebar, but I could do more sidebars about Threshold, but we're going to. Anybody who's in, like, Gen Z listening to us right now is like, what are these old fuckers talking about? I don't understand (laughs) any of this. But uh... Leave us millennials alone. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, yes, 100%. Back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Yeah. What else do I got here? Yes, music, the action. I mean, anything really jump out at you that you just really wanted to talk about with this movie? Was there any action sequences? Something no, that man. we missed? Any final thoughts? Any notes that you wrote down? Nothing crazy. I mean, I just had a I had a good time. I liked we didn't really talk about the action too much, but the action was cool. It was fun. I liked seeing them as like young and have never been in a fight before. Yeah. Like that that first time they, they met those like criminals in that whatever and they were doing some shady underground stuff and it was like literally their first time fighting they'd never yeah all they've done is like practice and like Raphael was like i dream about fighting every single night they're like dude you need therapy like his need- rage was hilarious like they leaned in heavy with that and it was great yeah uh so he that threw, was cool. he threw his sigh and he got stuck in donatello's leg his sigh <laughs> finally stabbed somebody and it was hilarious right. it never ever has before it never will again like leonardo never cuts anybody he just like hits him with the butt of the sword. Um, I did like that this is one of the first times that Leo and Raph didn't like want to f- kill each other. Like they always do. They always go to that yeah. story, like the fight, like Raph wanting to be the leader and them always butting heads. Yeah. Like I'm, I like that they didn't lean into that too much. Just like let them be light and funny and always friends. I want yeah. them to be always friends through the whole team thing. Every other movie, they get in arguments. Somebody storms off, somebody leaves, somebody quits. They can't get along. Like, they get along this whole movie. 
Um, so I like that. And then the other thing that they kind of change at the end is like, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, this is one of the first times like the turtles actually did end up acclimating with the humans at the end. Like the end of end of this movie, like, well, they do, but you know what I mean? In a different yeah. way, like they're high school students now. They, take their, <laughs> they took their damn bandanas off their eyes and, yeah. and walked into a high school and they're just students. I don't think that really we've seen much of that anywhere not to that level i can't remember because yeah even in like the michael bay ones they still they didn't they were still hiding right maybe by the end of that second movie they they came but yeah i don't remember that movie was trash but and and like at the end of the original 90s movies they weren't i mean they were dancing in the second one with a bunch of people and they got accepted and cheered and in one club Right, they got put in the newspaper, but they're not like going out and getting jobs and like living in apartments. <laughs> no. They're still gonna, look. but like in this movie, they're like going to high school with human kids. So it, I liked that. I thought it was cool. It was like what they've always wanted. Yeah, um, it opens the door for like what's this universe look like now? It was an origin story for this universe, Turtles, and what um, does that look like for a sequel? So it actually is kind of exciting as to what they could do. Sure. Because yeah. I think this a sequel would be very different. Yeah. And now, like, we got all the introductions and origins out of the way. Like, I like when they do that in the first movie. Then we can kind of get to it in the second one. So bring on Shredder. Bring on, you know, everything everything you got for a part two. I'm, I'm here for it. How do you feel about Superfly becoming a giant whale? It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> what I thought was weird was like when he first started fighting them and like threw cars at him and like Michelangelo, it's like hearing the buzz and like looking at the terror of everybody being like beat up. And then they stopped and had like a heart to heart in the middle of the street and they're talking for a long time. And I'm like, why did Superfly, st- where did he go? He just disappeared. Right. Where is he? Like, yeah. where did he go? Why isn't he finishing them off? They're talking for a long time in the middle of the street. The weirdest part to me about that like huge body that was like a combination of all these different things with those horse legs that was weird yeah that was that was strange i was like who came up with who how high was seth rogan when he wrote this damn thing right probably, probably pretty high yeah uh, knowing, knowing him but uh yeah it was a little strange i saw that toy like that toy <laughs> of that giant thing i didn't see it live but i like saw it advertised somewhere on the internet i was like what kid is gonna <laughs> That's a weird toy to ask your mom for. Like, let me How get big this giant. It? Huh? How big is it? I think it was pretty. It was like bigger than a normal action figure, like double the size. I kind of want uh, it. <laughs> put in your collection. Yeah. And put yeah. it behind me. Yeah. I might it have to was, look it, it up weird. and see. It was weird looking, but it was cool. I was I was thinking about trying to get the the turtles. Like the to get toys. a new. Yeah, just get it. Just get a set of the four of them as action figures. Um, I did think about doing some of that. That would be cool oh, to have i don't have any turtles how much did we love ninja turtle action figures growing up you know be... i loved them a lot and then when i hit teenagerdom and i'd rather had money i sold my whole set for like <laughs> 20 bucks or something really stupid and you regret that now I'm oh sure. yeah i regret it now and when you're 13 i was like man i got 25 dollars, and i probably like walked around at the garage sale and bought like nes games that i don't have anymore i'm sure i bought trash with it and nothing but yeah Yep. It's a shame. That was the only I kept like almost all every other series of toys, but I sold the turtles and I don't know why. Like Blink 182 said, I guess this is growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't I can't do anything with that. (laughs) I'm gonna have Blink 182 play us out. There you go. (laughs) I guess this is growing up. All right. Mutant Mayhem, good time. Yeah. If we still remembered that we did a rating system, we'd give it a bunch of glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, for, <laughs> we already forgot about that old thing, didn't we? We did. We did. I thought about it like the middle of this. I'm like, hey, we stopped rating things. So, well, I give it a good rating. I give it a thumbs up. How's that? Yeah. Give it a thumbs up, too. There we like go. Like Siskel and Ebert here. Uh, if give it thumbs up. If you want us to come back with the rating system, shoot us an email at raisetogeek at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials at raisetogeek across the board, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All the places. All All the places. places. We're all the places, and we're always looking for those reviews on Spotify, 
Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, we're available. Wherever you get your video, we're available. We're everywhere. So come join us in the Raise the Geek verse. Please do. There's more than enough room for you. More than enough. And we have fun. But we will be back next week talking about something. We'll put it out on Twitter once we know what it is. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're wasting time. We've been here way too long talking about the Ninja Turtles. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak.